0: Welcome to the podcast of Faith Forward Church of Atlanta with Pastor Jonathan Richardson. Our current series called Catalyst is designed to give you the fuel that will propel you into purpose. Stay tuned for today's message based out of Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 6 entitled God Chose You.
1: Amen. This is the book of Acts chapter 9. Gonna read one through six today. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, somebody say, the way. Amen. If he found anyone who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light, somebody say a light, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus. Who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. He fell to the ground, heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go to the city. You will be told what you must do. Tap your neighbor on the knee and just tell him my title, God chose you. Come on, tell somebody next to you that don't believe it. Tell them God chose you. God chose you. Why would God choose me? This is a question that many people who are called to leadership in God's kingdom ask themselves. And the reality is that while many people ask why God would choose them in many cases, it is the choosing That is always up to God. And it is our job to comply with the will and sovereign selection of God. You don't ask to be chosen. God chooses you. You don't request to be chosen. God selects you. Being chosen, church, hear me, is a special thing. That should not be taken lightly being chosen is something that we all like to be whether it's being chosen for the school uh, council chosen as a leader on your job everybody wants to be chosen but there is nothing church like being chosen by God there is nothing like being chosen by God being chosen is not just an honor being chosen is a privilege but Every privilege comes with great responsibility. Every privilege that God gives in your life, if God chooses you for something, Aaron, that means he's giving you more to handle. I want to talk to somebody today and declare to you that the reason God has chosen you for that thing is because God said you can handle more responsibility. And because you can handle more responsibility, I've got to pull you from the background and put you in the front. Because as the word says, nobody lights a light and puts it under a shade. Because what God is about to do in this season of your life, he's about to put you on display. Being chosen church comes with great responsibility that has been entrusted you by God. Here's the thought. Your ultimate purpose is to advance the gospel. And to be chosen is to be trusted. Can you say amen today? I said to be chosen is to be trusted. So if someone chooses you, what they are saying is, I trust you. If someone chooses you, what they are saying is, I believe in you. If someone chooses you, what they are saying is, I know that you've got what it takes. To be chosen by God means God saw something in your life that he approved of even when other people looked over you. You ain't going to say amen because you've never been looked over. You've never been looked beyond. Nobody ever discounted you. To be chosen by God means that God approved of you and trusted you with his assignment to be fulfilled in the earth through your life. And in our series this month on being the catalyst We said that a catalyst is one who initiates change. This is to suggest that a catalyst has been chosen to start and initiate something that God desires to fulfill through your life. Here's the news. God chose you for that thing. God chose you for that place God chose you for that time God chose you for what it is and one of the things you've got to understand is when you are chosen this is your purpose to advance the gospel and I know that some of us don't want to shout about that because we think our life is about how much money we can make we think our life is about how many people uh, we can get recognition from but I want you to understand today church that being chosen has nothing to do with your money being chosen has nothing to do with your connections being chosen has nothing to do with what you think in the flesh but being chosen is being chosen by God to do something beyond yourself and beyond your natural ability to advance the kingdom of God on the earth and I've come to announce to somebody today that you are coming into one of your greatest seasons of purpose in your life that you have ever experience I might as well go ahead and tell you that you have been waiting for this season you have been asking God how long it is going to take for them to see you you have been asking Deontay how long it's going to take for them to notice you you have been asking God how long it's going to take for you to walk into your greatest season of purpose and into your greatest season of potential and the Holy Ghost told me to tell you that I've got you right on the schedule that I've called you to be You are not behind. You are not looked over. As a matter of fact, I've got my hand on your life. And because I've got my hand on your life, you're about to come into one of the greatest seasons of your life because you are chosen. Can I talk to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that God has something special and intentional in mind when he created you? And this is the season. Somebody open your mouth and say, this is the season. And this is the season where you begin to walk in what you were created to be. I can't hear nobody in the house today. This is the season where you begin to walk in what you were chosen to be. Can you just look at your neighbor real quick? slap five with somebody and tell them that God chose you I can't get nobody in here come on look at your neighbor in the eye and tell your neighbor I don't care what you did I don't care where you're from I don't care what side of the track that you grew up on but I came to tell you that this is your season for failure. I came to tell you, this is your season to be seen. This is your season for abundance and for God to pull you out of the crowd. Because you've been chosen by God. Tell your neighbor, man didn't choose me, God chose me. Man didn't choose me, God chose me. And this is what we see, church, in the life of Paul, excuse me, Saul. We know that Saul was one of the greatest persecutors of the church. Saul was known for giving threats about what he would do to the church and to Christians if they did not cease their activities of spreading the gospel. I want to pause right here and suggest to somebody that there will be moments in your life, Latoya, where there will be opposing forces that want to come against what God has called you to do. Say amen today. And one of the frustrations that a lot of people feel is you don't realize you are experiencing warfare. Because oftentimes when you are desiring to do something for God, Tyra, what you are missing is that there are spirits and principalities that are fighting against what God has called you to do. That's why the New Testament tells us, for we wrestle not, church, come on, against flesh and blood, what? But against powers where? And principalities where? In heavenly realms. You've got to understand that one of the greatest oppositions you fight is not the flesh, it's the spirit. And if you're going to see your family blessed, if you're going to see your marriage blessed, one of the things you've got to realize is that baby, we're not fighting each other, we fighting the devil. Can you look at your neighbor real quick and say, Neighbor, I ain't fighting you because I'm too busy fighting the devil. So I refuse to argue with you anymore. I refuse to fight with you anymore. I can't hit nobody in here because all the demons I got to face, all the devils I got to fight. I ain't got time to fight with you. We on the same team. We on the same team. And one of the things, church, when God is about to use you, you will find that there is opposition. Watch it against the institution that God has established. That's where Saul is. There's opposition. Against the institution of the church and here it is church that God has a way of not only pushing your agenda but God will use the things and the people that are working against you to work for you. Who's a witness in the house that that thing worked against you in the meantime? But in the long run, you look back and say, baby, they lowered my mortgage. I can't hear nobody in here. Come on, who can testify and say, I couldn't afford that car? No, but I look back over it and they refinance me. God will use what's working against you Amen. to ultimately work for you. I want to declare to someone today that you've been chosen. And this is your season where God is going to use the things that worked against you to push his agenda in your life. I want to talk to everybody in the house that feels like you're fighting a battle. Everybody that feels like you're fighting opposition. God told me to tell you that I'm setting you up for your greatest season. I can't hit nobody in here. God told me to tell you that that's the reason you got problems on that job because I'm about to elevate you. That's the reason you having issues in your home because you are about to have a better life together because what I'm about to do in your season is I'm going to show you that the attack in the area is the same place I'm about to bless. Can you look at your neighbor real quick and tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you got an attack in your money, that's because God about to bless your money. I can't hear nobody in the house today. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you got an attack in your health, that's where God about to bless your health. I'm about to show you my glory in the place of your attack. God's going to show you his glory in the place of your attack. And hear this, church. Everybody won't shout about this because sometimes your purpose means going through things. Sometimes, Latifah, being a leader for God means not quitting when you want to quit. And sometimes when you are purposed by God, what will help you keep moving when you don't feel like moving is to keep this in mind that your ultimate purpose is to advance the gospel so that means that everywhere you go and everything you do do you know what the devil wants he don't want your stuff he wants you to quit your purpose i can't hit nobody in here you think the devil after your stuff no baby it's deeper than that he's not after your stuff he's after the stuff attached to you because the devil knows that if you ever get free i can't hit nobody body in here the devil knows that if you ever get free if you ever get delivered if you ever get into your purpose you're to shift the world yes. devil ain't after your car he's after your purpose yes. devil ain't after your home he's after your purpose it's deeper than that god wants you to advance the gospel and i got my whole point today but i need you to open your mouth and declare this i'm going to live on purpose Come on, say it till you see it. Come on, say it. I'm going to live on purpose. Everything I do, I'm going to see. Through the lens of purpose. And this is my whole thesis. The ultimate purpose is to advance the gospel. And God chose you for something great. And that great thing is to advance the gospel. And I'm going to share with you some things today. I hope you got some notes because I'm going to drop a lot of bass. All right. There's some things I want to share with you today to help you understand how it is that you are chosen. And number one, God chose you in spite of your past. Say amen today. The first thing we see in verses 1 and 2 is that God chose Saul in spite of his past. One of the greatest deceptions of the adversary is to make you believe that your past disqualifies you. One of the greatest deceptions of the adversaries is to make you believe that what you've done and what you used to be disqualifies you from your future. This is one of the greatest ways, church, that the adversary tries to pull you out of purpose by making you say to yourself, I'm not good enough. I can't do this because of who I am. And what you've got to realize is because here it is, oftentimes we think we've got to get it right before we come to God. Oftentimes, hear me, we think we have to get it right before we come to God. But watch this, this is erroneous thinking and at its root it is idolatrous and it is also shaming yourself. Can I help you? Because here it is, if you could get it right without God on your own, you are actually suggesting that you are your own God. If you could get it right on your own, you are suggesting you don't need grace. And one of the greatest deceptions that people say is I can't come to church because I'm not right. I can't come to church because I'm not right. Well, here's the thing. What you have begun to do is worship the idea of your own shame because you've turned your shame into your God. I'm going to deliver somebody if you, if, you, if you catch what I just told you because here's the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says I'm, I feel bad about what I did. Shame says I feel bad about who I am. And one of the challenges with why people cannot be who God has called them to be is because they say, I'm ashamed of myself, even if they don't admit it. And because I'm ashamed of myself, watch it. I have put myself in a place of shame. But here is the problem. When you do that, what it says is that you do not have a healthy and balanced doctrine of grace. It says you do not have a healthy and balanced doctrine of grace. Why? Because you beat yourself up about the past when God died for your past. You beat yourself up about who you slept with when God died for the grace on your life. You beat yourself up because you do not have a healthy balance of what grace means. And here it is. You feel you have to work your way into the good graces of God. Can I tell you the truth, church? If there's anything that the life of Saul shows us is that he didn't do anything to deserve to be chosen. If there's anything, church, that the life of Saul shows us is he did not do anything to deserve to be chosen. As a matter of fact, Will, he did the complete opposite. He did the complete opposite. Everything Saul did to possibly be chosen, guess what? He didn't do it, but God chose him anyway. God chose me. I need to release this. You will no longer be bound by the guilt of your past. Come on, lift your hands today because somebody needs to feel this right now. I declare over your life that you will no longer be bound by the guilt of your past and what you did yesterday. Come on in the house today, Holy Ghost. I declare over your life that your past will not haunt you. That your past will not stalk you. That when you are about to go into purpose, that your past won't be looking over your shoulder and say, you can't lead the youth ministry. You know who you are. You can't lead that ministry. You know what you did. I declare to tell you you that the reason God is about to use you is because you did it I can't hit nobody in the house today because you got a story to tell and somebody needs to understand that when God is about to use you he uses all of you when God is about to use you he does not chapters in your life yeah you was a runaway teen I'm gonna use that to deliver somebody out of teenage bondage yeah you used to do this when you were younger yeah I'm gonna use that to show somebody they don't have to be that way God said I'm about to use all of you to bless the people that I sent you to and as soon as you can embrace every experience in your life everything you've done wrong every weed you smoked everybody you did nasty as soon as you can embrace that You need to understand that God said, I'm about to change your life and I'm about to change your heart. Come on, look at your neighbor real quick and tell your neighbor that God is about to change everything you think you know about yourself. I can't get nobody in the house today. God is about to change everything you think you know about yourself in spite of your past. Bible says Saul was still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest. And asking for letters of the synagogues at Damascus so that he would be found, watch it to anybody belonging to the way. Understand this, that Saul's job was to take people that belonged to the way. These were Christ followers. They were not called Christians in the first century church. They were called followers of the way. And he was trying to get people. Who were followers of the way, watch it, and put them as prisoners and bound them in chains. Can I give you a revelation? That the reason the devil wants to bind you in chains is because you know the way. I can't hit nobody. You ever ask yourself why the people that don't serve God just seem so free? I can't hit nobody in here. You ain't saying nothing to me. You you ever ask yourself why the people that don't serve God, they live in their best life. I can't hit nobody. They ain't got time. Come on, talk to me. You you ever ask yourself why the people that serve God they eat grapes out the grocery store, they drive without their seatbelt on. I can't hit nobody. I can't hear you. Come on. You ever you they run red light? and don't get caught I can't hit nobody but as soon as you do it you feel guilty I can't hit nobody in the house today as soon as you do something you Lord the police gonna catch me I can't hit nobody in here and you want to know why the reason is because when you are a follower of the way the conviction inside of you tells you something ain't right I can't hit nobody in here but can you open up your mouth and declare to your neighbor neighbor I'm too blessed to be straight and you can live how you want to live you can do what you want to do, but as for me in my house, I can't hit nobody in here. We will serve the name of the Lord. The enemy wants to bind you up because you know the way. I need to announce it to someone that's been struggling with confusion and with being bound by something you think you have no control over. This is the month God shows you the way. This is the month God shows you the way out of confusion. This is the month God shows you the way out of doubt. This is the month God begins to show you the way you're supposed to go because the enemy wants to keep you from realizing the way. This is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to show you that I'm the way. But that's why John says, no, devil, you will lie. Because Jesus said, no, I'm the way. And one of the things that will bless your life in this next season of being chosen is if you give in to the way God told you to go. I can't hear nobody in here. You ain't talking to me because if my mama said it like this. Your arm's too short to box with God. Talk to your neighbor and tell your neighbor God about to show you the way. And as soon as you stop fighting with God, you might get a blessing. I can't hear nobody in here. God about to show you the way. And as soon as you give in to God, he might bless your house. As soon as you tell God, yes, he might change your situation challenge for us is church some of us like being bound the challenge for some of us church is that many of us are so used to being bound freedom feels awkward because sometimes being bound has been generational and because it's been generational freedom feels different because you don't live like your mama and them so when you go to the cookout, you ain't got nothing to talk about. When you go to the family reunion, you're like, we blood, but we ain't li- alike. I can't hear nobody in here. When you, when you go home, you're looking around trying to figure out, are oh, we kin? Oh, do we have the same DNA? Because surely I can't be as crazy as you are. And here's the challenge, church. You got to get to a place in your life where you don't want to be in prison no more. You ain't going to say nothing to me. Because here it is, we will stay in prison as long as we want to. But it is not until we make a decision to find the way that God said, I'm about to release everything that's been held up for you. Can I tell you a secret about your purpose? Sometimes your purpose is waiting on a decision. I can't hit nobody in here. Can can I tell you a secret about the next move of God in your life? Maybe it's held up because you ain't acting right. I can't hit nobody in the house today. Can I tell you about the next blessing God going to give you? God said, when you obedient, I'll bless it. And I want somebody to understand in here. That this is a time in your life where the Holy Ghost says, I'm about to show you that I am the way. Oh, look at your neighbor real quick. Help me preach for a little while and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm uh, not the way. The Lord is the way. And because I serve God, I know the truth and the truth has has set me free. I need to announce this. If you've been struggling with confusion and being bound, that spirit of control and manipulation is over in your life. I'm talking to you. If you have been struggling with confusion and being bound, that spirit of manipulation is over today. Somebody shout today. This is the month God weaves through all of your confusion and everything that has tried to keep you bound. And the Holy Ghost says, I'm showing you the way even in your mess. The Holy Ghost says, I'm opening up your eyes to who I am. And I'm not doing it in spite of your mess. I'm doing it with your mess. Because if I can't bless your mess, then I ain't God. (laughs) you <laughs> Talk to your neighbor real quick and tell your neighbor stop worshiping yourself. Oh, I can't hit nobody in here. Come on, tell your neighbor you ain't God. <laughs> turn it over to him because when you turn it over to Jesus, <gasps> my grandmama told me <gasps> that everything <clears throat> is gonna be all right. <clears throat> Can you look at your neighbor real quick <clears throat> and give him a high five <clears throat> and tell your neighbor <clears throat> that when you're turning over to Jesus. <clears throat> that everything I can't hit nobody in here is gonna be all right because I've learned for myself you can't make me doubt it I know too much about it and can I tell you why I love the Lord because it died for me look at your neighbor and say didn't it die for your sins and it rose on the third day. Oh, come you turn to your neighbor and say will you bless the Lord with me. I can't hear nobody in here. Let everything that have bread praise the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. In your body, can you open up your mouth? If you've ever been set free, if you've ever been delivered, if God has ever changed your life, can you open up your mouth and say, like Saul said, to let the redeem of the law let them say so? I can't hear nobody in here if you've been saved. If you've been delivered, if you've been set free, let the redeemer of the law open up your mouth and give your God a praise. Because he picked you up from the muck and the mire clay and put a new song in your mouth. Say yes today. Y'all be seated. The first thing. That when the Lord chooses you, he chooses you in spite of your past. But number two, when God chooses you, he chooses you to change your path. Are you with me? Notice that God chose Saul in spite of his past to change his path. The reality is when God chooses you, you can't stay the same. When God chooses you, He changes the whole trajectory of your life. Come on today. When God shifts you into a way of doing life, the old church said the things I used to do, I don't want to do no more. Looked at my hands. Come on, Connie. And they look new. I looked at my feet. Y'all ain't Baptist. It's all right. And they did too. And the truth of the matter is, When you change your path, your entire life will go to a new level. Do you realize that some of the prayers for prosperity that you've asked God for could be directly connected to accepting your path? Maybe some of the things you've been praying for are a obedient step away. And perhaps your purpose is waiting for you to have full acceptance of your path. Can I tell you what I've learned, church? Until you accept your path, everything in your life is going to be disjointed. Until you say, Lord, I give in, you're going to have a bumpy road. Until you say, God, if this is what you want, I got it. The reality is this next season of blessing is coming to your life because you're about to accept your path. This next season, hear me, of overflow Is coming to your life because watch it, you're not running from God, you're running to God. Hallelujah today. And what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell somebody is that I'm waiting for you to get blessed. But the thing you've got to do is realize, as Revelation says, behold, I've put before you an open door. I can't hear nobody in here look at your neighbor and say are you gonna run through the door I can't hear nobody in here come on tap your neighbor and say God got a door that he's opening for you and what he wants you to do church is to realize that I am here and once you accept your path I'm about to shift your life can I help you you know how you got God in your life you can't even sin good no more y'all laugh because you know I'm telling the truth That's how you know you got God. I am a bad sinner. I used to be a good sinner. But now I'm bad at it. You get caught. Say amen. Tell your neighbor you a bad sinner. If you was a good sinner you wouldn't get caught. You get caught. You feel guilty. You go home and ask God to forgive you. And you really didn't do nothing that bad. You just know you got the Holy Ghost. Because sin don't sit right with you no more. You can't cuss good. You used to string them all together. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Now you say things that don't go together. Some of y'all, because some of y'all still cuss and speak in tongues. That's all right. Say amen today. You used to to string them up real good. Now you're fumbling and they don't even believe you no more. They're like, boy, shut up. You can't cuss. When God changes your path, God changes your heart and one of the reasons you are about to come into your greatest season is because God said I seen the change in your heart and because I saw the change in your heart I'm about to bless your path can I prophesy to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that God is about to bless your next step because you changed your last step I can't hit nobody in here come on tell your neighbor God about to bless your next step because you changed your last step and notice the revelation that I want somebody to see God's Purpose is revealed after acceptance of your path. Here's what I've learned and what I say all the time. I don't think you know your purpose. I think you discover your purpose. And what you will look back on in hindsight is you will realize that your purpose is directly connected to your path. And every place God told you to step is a place that he has been revealing to you your purpose the whole time. Every hurt, purpose. Every pain, purpose. Ever lost purpose. And what we do, church, is we get mad about what we went through when God said, I got to give you a story to tell. I can't hear you. God said, I got to give you a story to tell because you can't help nobody. you never been hurt. Say amen today. And I want to help somebody in the house today that what God is about to do is he's about to give you the best chapter of your life. Lift your hands right here. I speak a blessing over the people of God today that God is about to give them the best chapter of their life. God, right now in the name of Jesus, will you release a new chapter to them? God, I stand as your manservant and I'm asking you to release a new chapter in their life. God, I'm standing as an intercessory, and I'm standing on the wall like Habakkuk and I'm saying God can you show your people that I have not left them and I have not forgot about them God I'm standing in the middle as Moses stood in the breach between the living and the dead and I'm asking you God to do something in their life that they cannot conceive God will you let me be the one to speak into their life to tell them that everything they've been praying for is about to fall in their path I can't hear nobody in here oh God will you help your people to know that everything they've been asking for God says I'm about to put it in your footstep I can't hear you because the steps of a good man they are ordered by the law oh I want to help your neighbor and I want to tell your neighbor that no step that you've taken has been on accident no step that you have taken has been a misstep or happenstance but can I tell you something that every place you win everywhere you went, everything that God sent you into he said I put it on purpose and I'm gonna bless your path if you can give in to my will I can't hear nobody in here open up your mouth and tell your neighbor this is the best season of your life and the reason it's the best season of your life is because God I said God He's about to bless your path Look at your neighbor real quick say, Hey, say neighbor I declare a blessing on your house. Now I declare a blessing on your heart Now I declare a blessing on your, blessing on your life Right now thank you God I got more be seated if you can I declare a blessing we almost there hold on let me help you notice what the text says church as he neared Damascus suddenly a light from heaven Somebody say a light. Approach him and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Let me help you. Notice Paul is on his way to Damascus. And the verse says, suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. I'm going to help you. And it caused him to fall to the ground. And in falling to the ground, he then began to hear the Lord's voice. I need to help you today because you've got to notice the progression in how Saul found Jesus. It says that first Saul saw the light that shined around him and he fell to the ground. Can I give you the revelation and how the Lord is about to put you in purpose? First, you're going to see the light around you. I can't hear nobody in here. In other words, something is about to happen in your life that by the divine hand of God. He's about to illuminate a place where you were previously in darkness. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me. And God is about to choose a moment in time, a moment of his divine will. Where like Saul in many cases, you on your way to do your normal routine. You're going about your regularly scheduled program. what God is about to do in your life church uh, he is about to give you a revelation of the truth oh you not praying with me today oh God is about to show you a truth today in an area that you have been previously lied to I can't hear you oh God says I'm about to show you that you will no longer be deceived oh I feel like preaching oh will you help me this afternoon oh can you open up your mouth real quick and tell your neighbor you will not be lied to by the enemy in this season I can't hear nobody in here oh turn to your neighbor and tell them that God will not allow you to be deceived I'm going to take my time Is that all right? And what God is about to do Is he's going to shine a light around you Before he shines a light in you Can I help your neighbor Can I tell you how you know That you're changing Is because you start looking around you And stuff looks different And you're saying God I'm so glad that you shined your light on me I can't hear nobody in here Can I prophesy To about three people And tell you That the Holy Ghost said You're coming out of darkness. I can't hear nobody in here. You're coming out of darkness. As a matter of fact, I hear Peter tell me that you're coming out of the darkness into the marvelous light. I can't hear nobody in here. I might as well go ahead and preach my sermon. That first God is going to shine a light around you because you've been chosen but can I tell you the next thing that happens to Saul the Bible said that he got knocked to the ground I can't hear nobody in here can I give you the revelation that sometime you can't see the truth until you fall down. You ain't gonna say nothing to me. Cause you ain't never made a mistake. You ain't never done nothing you ain't supposed to do. But God said, I let you fall so you can see the line. I can't hear you in here. And the Bible said. Saul fell to the ground and after he fell to the ground he heard a voice say Saul, Saul why do you persecute me? Can I preach to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that after you fall down You about to hear God talking to you I can't hear nobody in here Open up your mouth Lift up your hand And say I might have fell down But I'm getting back up again I can't hear nobody in here I might have fell down God talked to me God spoke to me God pulled me back into where I came out of I can't hear nobody in here and sometimes You got to thank God that it let you fall. You ain't going to say amen. But there's about 10 people in here that can say, God, I'm so glad that when I look back over my life, you let me fall. Because if I never fail, I never find my purpose. Because if I never got hurt, I never see the will of God. I feel like preaching now, but can you tell somebody that it is in your lowest moments that you hear God the loudest? I can't hear nobody in here because there's somebody in the building that can testify. That I was so low I didn't think God could save me I was so low I didn't think God could redeem me I was so low I didn't think God could change me But it picked me up me around And placed my feet On solid ground I'm so glad the Lord Look beyond my faults huh, and supply huh, all of my need. Huh, I found your neighbor huh, and say it's come back season. Huh. I can't hit nobody in here. I said, I found your neighbor and say it's come next season. You might have fallen now, but you're about to get back up again. And after God chooses you, He leads you into your purpose. Because Saul did everything he was big and mad enough to do. But God said, Saul, I'm gonna use anyway can you just lay hands on yourself and say God use me anyway I can't hear nobody in here I said lay hands on yourself and say God use me God clean me up God fix me again God I don't want to stay the same God I want to be used am a sanctuary I want to be you for the glory of God I want to be you to the kingdom of God And I love what Jesus said to Paul when he was on the ground. And I got to bid you a good afternoon. Because that's the same thing God is trying to tell you. He told Saul. He said, get up. I can't hear nobody in here. I need you to stand on your feet and find somebody that looks like they are coming out. I said stand on your feet and walk over to your neighbor that feels like it's their season. I said stand on your feet and lean over to somebody and tell your neighbor, get back up again, I can't hear nobody in here, get back up again, get back up again, and God said, that when you get back up again, I'm about to show you what your purpose is, God! that when you get back up again I'm not to show you that you are my chosen instrument get out of your chair step out into the aisle and find you a neighbor Take the mother hand huh, and pull your neighbor huh, you ain't doing it in here <laughs> that said pull your neighbor huh, and shake your neighbor huh, and rock your neighbor huh, and say hey, neighbor. Huh i got a prophetic word from the law god told me to tell you it's your greatest season of a miracle god told me to tell you it's your greatest season on purpose Told me to tell you huh, that it's your greatest season, huh, and the reason why huh, it's your greatest season huh, is because you've been chosen. Huh, can you lift up your hand huh, and tell the Lord, huh, I'm so glad huh, that you chose me huh, in spite of my faults, huh, in spite of what I've been through? Huh, I'm So glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that God chose me. Can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor? I don't care what they said about you. I don't care if they lied on you. I don't care if they tried to cheat you. God said that I chose you. And I need somebody that knows you've been chosen to give your God a praise. And a shout for the victory that you are about to walk in. I can't see nobody in here that's ready to give your God or praise for your next chapter or praise for your purpose or praise for your path. Do I have somebody that said, God chose me? God chose me. God chose me and on the count of three I need somebody that's chosen my God to clap your hand I don't see nobody moving in here I said on the count of three I need somebody that's been chosen my God to put your hands together and to clap your hand and clap in the devil's faith and say devil you're trying it, but I'm still here devil you're trying to kill me but I'm still here devil you're trying to put me in depression, but I'm still, I'm still here I'm still here I'm still here I need somebody that can praise in the devil's faith the same devil that trying to kill you. The same devil that tried to take you out. The same devil that tried to pull you into your path on the count of three lift up your voice clap your hand put your fear on the floor and say I'm chosen I'm chosen by God I'm chosen by the angels in heaven I said one two everybody clap your hand
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Forward podcast. We pray that this word has blessed you and drawn you closer to God. If you desire to connect with our church, please visit www.faithmove.org to join the Faith Forward family or become a covenant partner. We pray that God's abundant blessings, His love, His joy, and His peace continue to reign in your life.